The Raw Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raw Rugby Podcast. I'm Brett McKay. Just three unbeaten sides remain in Super Rugby Pacific after two rounds. And your place for the biggest and best rugby discussion is theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate. You can have your say each week on the Raw or you can hit us up on the socials. A wonderful chat with Andrew Kellaway last week. Really enjoyable um, and a combination of a pressing appointment for him and a little tech hiccup as well on, on his end meant we had to let him go last week, but we've um, already added him to our must-get-back list uh, this season. We'll certainly have him back as on as the year comes on. Uh, joining me this and every week, the man who remains as confused about Artie Savia's intentions as everyone, the not easily bewildered Harry Jones. Hello, mate. How's it, Brett? Uh, yeah, it was quite a weekend. Uh, handsome Andre yeah. Pollard was scoring points uh, in For England. Fun. Yeah, uh, it's true. The bachelor, the bachelor Callaway, you know, that's what bachelors do. When they say goodbye on the phone, they're gone. So he was gone. <laughs> Cut and run. Was not even time to say I love you. And um, yeah. no, I think it was a wonderful round. So I do want to say though, I know you're speaking to some people who know some people who might know that famous coach in Australia. Do mm. you think? Do you think Eddie is brave enough to come on our pod? Could he cross pollinate with us? Look, stranger things have happened on this pod. So. We'll find let's just out. Tease, let's just think about let's that. Tease let's that just... out a bit. Mm. We'll see how we go. We'll lay. Uh, we'll start laying a few seeds and see how we go. We'll never know. Mate, this week's guest is um, is really timely in the thick of preparations for a massive first home game of the year this Saturday. Which, if last year's examples are anything to go by, we might be locking in an early season highlight already. The Raw Rugby Podcast. Pod has a brand new Fijian studio, and from there we offer a very warm welcome onto the Raw Rugby Podcast for the first time to Fijian Drua CEO Mark Evans. Mark, good evening, hello, Bula to you. Yeah, Bula Vanaka, how are you doing? Yeah, very, very well. Thanks for for, for coming on. Um, it's a big weekend coming for you, isn't there? Yeah, first home game of the season. Um, back to the Toka, which uh, which is also an atmospheric place to play. Um, We've had a lot of I mean, I've just flown in from Super Round today, uh, back from Melbourne, and uh, there's been some really bad weather up here in the West uh, the last two or three days, lots and lots of rain. Um, but, um, you know, and flooding and what have you. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's, the forecast is hit for it to improve by the, over this week. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed, because uh, we'd rather play on a dry track, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you let the humidity take care of the moisture, don't you? Correct. <laughs> just what just what the Crusaders arrive coming in from the South Island. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you we 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 get very cold in Dunedin, so you know, it, it, it all, all, all yeah it it, it, it it all evens out over the course of a year, you know. Yes, it does indeed. We we start the same place uh, every week, Mark. And if you've just come to, come back from a, a weekend in Melbourne, you've you've got plenty to to go back on. What stood out for mm. you? Uh, from the super round, um, well, I thought. I mean, I thought it went pretty well. I think it's on a. I think it's on a rising trend, which is all you can have, hope to. I've done a few of these uh, in my time. These sort of, mm. um, sort of, create cre- event creation models. Um, and I think you have to stay the course. I mean, you don't stay the course if the thing keeps declining. But I remember that uh, I felt, for example, that when I was working in the NRL, we did the Auckland Nines, which went really well in year one. 
pretty well in year two and then it just sort of fell away and, and, and the yeah. clubs didn't really get behind it um i think however because this is a, comp a competitive round and the trends compared to last year as i understand were upwards it's going to take it's going to take a while now i've worked that city it's a tough very competitive mm -hmm. city to work um but I, I i was quite encouraged and on the field um i've been very impressed with the brumbies both both yeah. weeks they they look uh, very well organized um they they don't panic they, they they they've got a lot of composure about the way they play the game uh, i think they i think they look very very promising um you know and then the three strongest the three strongest new zealand teams look to be already look to be the blues the the Crusaders and the and the and Chiefs, yeah. Um, you know, and then there's some, then there's, there's there's some really interesting sort of how good are how good are the Reds? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I thought they played really well first half against uh, who was it last week? The Canes, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, and yeah. then and then and then fell away rather inexplicably. I thought it was weird. Mm. Um, but they certainly didn't do that this weekend. So I, I think the jury's probably out. And you know, two games is a very small data set. But yeah. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's an interesting comp. You you saw a fair chunk of the weekend, Harry, even from your far away climbs. What did you make of Super Round? Yeah, I know it was good. Um I would say three things. I was impressed with the support that the Drua had in Melbourne. Mm. I thought up seventeen ten. It felt like a home a home game there. It did. Um, it did. It did. There's there's uh, Fijians everywhere, Harry. All right, they're, 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 you just have to. There's Fijians everywhere. There's Fijians everywhere, but also it's the volume per person that I think they <coughs> correct, yeah. correct, yeah. correct, correct. Witness, witness marked by this Fijian drawer, which says large. Good man. On the tag. Good man. Yeah. Now you know you're you're quite right, Harry. They they you know. When we went to Auckland the other week, you know, there was a fair, there was a fair few people welcoming us at the gate, and certainly in Melbourne, there, there were more actually than I expected. I, I, I must yeah. be, I was, I was slightly surprised. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you know the the famous uh, gesture by Artie Sauvé, I guess, stood out for for what it evoked in this big giant fake faux <laughs> outrage. And I, to me, like if you're sledging right, this is the least of your problems. I mean, there's things I said on the rugby pitch should never be said by anyone to anyone. And yet, it, you know, passed like, like it was just pleasantries and it was funny. It sometimes make the ref laugh too. So I don't think we should get too far down this road. Artie apologized, heat of the battle. Mm. Uh, to me, Reese Hodge is way out of line to say to the ref that he wants to kill someone. And also we can all go back, like Jeff Park says on the roar, it's all about Dane Coles. Dane Coles originates all yes, conflict. True. And, and he just it again. Kind of, <laughs> just kind of sneaks away. <laughs> just go away with it. On the rugby side, I thought the Brumbies were really impressive because they're hard on the ball, the hard on the man, and they're hard on the channel. And so when you play against them, it looks like you're beating them, I think, but they have this really good catch-up ability. So yeah. they're smashing they're smashing man, they're taking ball, they're getting over ball. But I think the final piece is they're getting in the lanes just enough to make a guy like Rico Ayani think twice and butcher a try because you yes. never know who's catching up where. It's, a, it's almost like a... It's interesting because I don't know if Eddie Jones likes that kind of style, but it looks like the style that's working the best for Aussie. So he's got a choice to make here too. So mm -hmm. yeah, that was, and that felt like a real turning point in that game, didn't it? Like if yeah. if Yuani gets that pass away, then all of a sudden it was 
what 17 15 or something like that i mean mm -hmm. yeah who knows who knows what happened uh mark the 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 the, the drawer the uncontested scrums was the was the undoing of the of the drawer on the weekend wasn't it yeah well look we 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 started the we started with i think i think it was our fourth choice loose head and our third choice titan so you know we were a long way we were a long way down the roster before we started and then we lost another prop to concussion and you know and uh, and it was a you know it was a quite clear concussion didn't even bother with an hia it was a prima facie case and then we lost one to a yellow card well you know that's these things happen and yeah. people you know and but you know i i would defy most teams to get that far down their depth chart <laughs> yes. um in yeah. in a particular position and it not have an impact I thought I must admit I thought for 50 minutes um, I thought it was a really good game. I thought we played a lot better yeah. than we played the week before. A lot yeah, better. Um, I thought that um, you know we we're show. We're, I think one of the things that is encouraging for us, um, and I did smile actually watching a program. You know the dolphins going there. Uh, well, we only had 18 months to get ready for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mate. You <laughs> yeah, you want to try months, two, the guys who were here last year saying they want to try two months you know yeah. that's a real challenge you know they mind yeah. you know it's baffling about with 18 months worth of time anyway um <laughs> yeah it, it it was i think i think the encouraging thing from our point of view is that we're showing that we can score tries in a variety of ways everybody yeah. you know you, you're never gonna you're never gonna die wondering about a fijian side whether they're gonna chuck it about a bit are you i mean it, it's in the dna but it's a couple of weeks now. We've scored a we've scored a couple of close range drive over tries from either phase play or from actually twice we've done it from a set from a penalty yeah. stare, and 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 it it makes that's really important. We all think because you know we've got to have like any other successful team, and we do aim. We're not we're not in it in the long run just to participate. We want to be successful in it. Mm. Um, you know, you've got to have a number of strings to your bow, um, and and you've got to replay. You've got to you got to have certain uh, uh, different areas of strength. Otherwise, you're just too easy to combat. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty good. And I thought our defence was much better this week. I thought we were a bit soft last week, uh, and I thought certainly for the first fifty minutes until we, you know, you're going to go thirteen v fifteen for a, quite a long time with with and then and and then uncontested. You know, you're gonna you're gonna run out of troops, aren't you? Let's yeah. be let's be honest. There, there's not right. many there's not many teams that can absorb that. So you're just gonna take your you know it it ran away a bit from us. I don't think the score was really a reflection, but you know they 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 put their foot down on the throat when they got when they got the advantage and fair play to them. But um, in a funny sort of way, we went away thinking, well, actually, you know what? Um, if you know, given the, the, those that sort of roster depth, that you know, it doesn't matter how many, how many, how many props you want in your squad. You know, if you get that many injuries and whatever, you're gonna, you're gonna, everyone's gonna battle. Um, so you know, we just got to get on with it. We've got a couple back this week, so that's good because we've sort of got a couple more out. So you know, we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, as as you said before, you can't get to your third or fourth string in most positions, and certainly not your front rowers. That's that's absolutely no, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, actually, the thing, what 
the irritating way well, what makes it you know a little bit you think oh come on that, you do need the rub of the green every now and again i know you know you <laughs> go right. well I've got the, the lad who was playing at uh Lucid, who was uh, sort of fourth choice at the beginning of the season and it was doing really well i mean he was doing really really well and then he mm. got knocked out you think oh god i can't catch a break here but there yeah. we are yeah harry sorry it's yeah, it's interesting. You look at uh, the early part of a season, uh, Mark. I always try to figure out what did the team work on in the off season, and for me, the Drew, it's obvious. One is connection. So mm. on attack, you would say the Fijian teams are always really connected, but maybe on defense, they sometimes will will not. And this yeah. time, it seems like they're hard throughout. And the second part is forward power. Like the first in the first match, there were five tries scored from forward Grunt. And uh, the first five tries from both teams was was that, so you could tell that. And then I think it's interesting that you said something that I've always adhered to, which is sometimes from a loss, you feel better. And, you know, mm, the yeah, Wartas with, yeah. with a top top team in the conference, um, and now you come out, you 17-10 in the second half. So I do think you can take something from that. And I think that's, um, I'm not sure if that's something we delude ourselves or it's, it's a mature way of thinking like, mm. hey, we could have been in that match till the end. Yeah. yeah, look, look, and this is a project, and we, you know, this is a very, this is our second season, uh, and the first one was just so. Uh, I mean, I wasn't around, but you know, you talk to the guys who were. It was, it was an extraordinary um, uh, example of resilience under pressure. I mean, you know, yeah. Well, they were away just, for just, eight months, weren't they? Uh, sorry, they were away for eight months. They had a yeah, they were. They were. Eight, and they, then were the whole they were away, away for. They were away for eight months. It was equivalent yeah. to, well, not quite as bad as the Warriors in the NRL, which, you know, they were there for two years. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's really important. I mean, particularly, as you know, I'm sure, you know, culturally for Fijian players and all of our players are, of, you know, Fijian heritage. That's part of the project. Um, that's that's really difficult. You know, family is very, very important. And, uh, you know, to, and, and particularly in their first year with a, with a squad that was put together very, very quickly with, you know, certain, you know, constraints. I mean, uh, it was an interesting contrast. So, like, when Western Force got back into Super, you know, I was sort of working over there then, and, you know, we were able to pick up five quality Pumas, right, almost like yes. bang. Overnight, yeah. Well, overnight, you know, people, I mean, it would have been five. Montoya didn't come. It was the best of the lot for, for, for various reasons. But, you know, quality players. Um you, you don't have that option in Fiji, and rightly so. I'm not whinging about it. That is, that the whole point of it is to provide a an island-based pathway. So you can't you can't whinge about oh, it's you know well we can't supplement you know we 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 can't go and get a couple of wasp players who happen to be looking for a gig you know because their club's fallen over or anything like that because well not unless they've got some kind of some kind of background which hardly any of them have but. You know, first year was really, really difficult. I think Harry, you, you picked up a couple of things that we've worked, we've been very we've been working very, very hard. The coach has been working very, very hard on on better ball protection. You know, we had a tendency last year not to be able to take it through too many phases, and I yeah. think we've shown some significant improvement there. I think we've improved our defensive connections. I think, although I didn't think we we were very good week one, I thought we were we were much better this week. So it'll be interesting to see how we go against an even better side uh, in week three. Um, and, 
you know, we we recognise we're not we're not we're not we're we're realistic, but you know, we've got our own internal performance goals that we're trying to achieve, and a lot of it is to become a more rounded team. Now, will that necessarily lead in, immediately to massively improved end results? Don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But you, that's still the way you've got to do it. You've got to look to be. You know, you've got to be look to be for a start. Not at this level in any major comp. You know, top fourteen, Super Rugby, Premiership, whatever it is. You can't really be weak in an area. No. You, you know, you can be stronger in some and and not and just okay in others. But you've got to be okay mm. because the level of analysis and the, the level of vision that's watched and the amount of people who are now employed to find. Yeah areas to exploit yeah. are you know there aren't really any secrets you know um so you know we've worked very hard on sort of improving some areas where we thought we were probably a bit lacking last year partly through recruitment partly through coaching partly through skill development partly through culture um i think we're making a a, a bit of progress um you know, it's it's it'll be better again next year because we'll have had we'll have had two uh, recruitment retention list management rotations, and 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 it takes, in my, I would argue, in virtually any comp, but particularly when you're a starter, um, it takes you at least two proper pre-seasons. Yeah, and yeah. we didn't have a proper we didn't have a proper preseason yeah, last yeah. year. Our, yeah. our, our, our last year, that was nowhere near a proper preseason. Yeah. This year, it yeah. was fair play. We had a really good, um, uninterrupted new training base. You know, it's still a, the weather's still a challenge. Try, trying to find pitches at this time of year, you never thought <laughs> so would you in Fiji. And seriously, it's a yeah. it's a real thing in yeah. in cyclone season in January, February, and and March. Finding pitches that are hard enough to train on yeah, is, yeah. is a real challenge. In two months' time, we'll be finding pitches that are soft enough to train on. But, you know, that'll be a, that'll be a different problem. Um, but I, I think you need at least two, at least two proper pre-seasons. We, in the NRL, we still would say three. You had to go, for, yeah, right. particularly for the, young, for the youngsters, you needed three proper pre-seasons to get up to NRL standard. And Super Rugby, I don't think, is dissimilar. It's a quick mm. game, um, there's, and, and, the, and the law alterations have made it and are making it quicker. And we've got the youngest squad in Super Rugby by a mile. You, you look at the age oh, profile right. of the squad, you look at the age profile of the Drua squad, it's incredibly skewed down towards the sort of 21, 20, 21 to 25. It, it yeah. really is. There are very, very few players in that group who are in their sort of in the sort of 27, 28, early 30s, which which traditionally is where you pull most of your leadership group from. So, but but again, I think we're we're, we're showing. I think I think Tex so captained the first two rounds with the uh, dummy being being injured. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job. He's only twenty three. Yeah, really good. I think he's. I think he's done a terrific job. Into not is he, not only is he playing very well, 
but he's leading very well as well. And, and, and that's another bit of the whole package that is not going to happen straight away. You know, you got you, you need to build that. You know, how long is it taking? You know, you've got people like Brad Thorne up at the Reds. I mean, what's he in his fifth year, sixth year? Yeah. Something like, yeah. is it now? I think he'd probably say, I don't know, I haven't spoken to him, but, um, you know, it, it took him a while. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, 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 and startups, which is what we are, take a while. Yeah. Uh, and they tend to be sort of up one week down the next. And you, you just have to, mm. you just have to be a bit measured and, uh, and, 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 and be, and be a bit, and be quite, quite considered about it all and not sort of jump to, don't need your, your reactions to it because why are you surprised? You know, it, it's a startup with a young squad um, with still a lot of traveling. I was, I was, you know, you do, and I'm from the UK, obviously, but you go, you forget how far it is from Fiji to bloody, yeah. or to bloody Melbourne. It's a five hour flight just to get to Melbourne. Yeah. You know, Jesus, a long way. Anyway, there we are. Did you, did you, and, and, again, and, and the players aren't used to it. They've not, yeah. They, they, uh, most of the Fijian boys come from a competition culture where you go to a World Cup. Yeah. Right? Either be it set or you go to an Olympics. And yeah. you, or you go to, or you go to a double week World so it's, Series it's, it's in. A it's a tournament. It's very, yeah. very concentrated. It's not week, 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 yeah. week, week. Virtually none of the squad have ever done that before. Yeah, sorry. Harry. So, Mark, Mark, yeah, Mark. Is one one thing that's kind of magic about this is you come into the comp with kind of a, a built-in rival. Moana Pacifica is coming mm. in, sort of the same idea, and, and your natural, naturally situated rivals in some ways, but also friends um, because the, the the vision is similar. Moana Pacifica is held in trust yeah. for the Pacific people. Uh, it's one of the only professional clubs in the world that is owned thus, uh, where it's you know for the benefit of. But I do think it's a natural rival. Like you want that to develop because it's almost like that's your benchmark. Like, and I, I, I think, think it's there's, there's, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good point. There's there's some interesting there's some interesting contrast between the two franchises as well. But underneath it all, I think both franchises feel uh, that they want the other one to do well. Um, yeah. Partly because of a sort of brotherhood sort of common heritage or similar heritage and yeah. we can get into the Polynesian, Melanesian, sort of all that kind of different, right? But leaving that aside and the fact that we're based on the island, they're largely based in New Zealand. Well, they are, I'm really looking forward to seeing a game in Apia this year. Um, but I think also for the comp, so yes, for the two franchises and yes, because it's an attempt to provide another pathway that in time will strengthen the national team yes yeah, that's that's part of it too and hopefully give young men from the islands and another way of becoming a professional player you yes. know that you don't have to get a scholarship to a new zealand or an australian high school you don't have to get spotted by a french scout you don't have yeah. to you know, play in the Olympic team and then go off into a a Apache Pro Day Deux team, possibly. You know that, that yes. it, it, there's another. It, it won't be for everybody, of course. It can't be. You can't accommodate everybody. Mm. But it, it should give us. The aim is one of the aims is, of course, gives us more cohesion. 
Because one of the things that the national teams, Pacific national teams, have lacked, they've lacked lots of things, but they're not just economic over the over the decades, not just economic. It's part it's also cohesion. They don't play together very often. No. You know, no. They, the Fijians, you know, were pulled from all sorts of different sort of levels and competitions and had a couple of weeks, if they were lucky, to a couple of days in some cases on the northern tours, you know, a couple of days training and off to go, let's go have a crack at England or, you know, yeah. Scotland or France in you Paris. Know, yeah. It's just, this is not a level playing field. Yeah. Um, so you're ho we're hoping, and I'm sure Moana are at the same, is that if you can get it to a level where a significant proportion of the national team are playing together regularly, you know, you would hope the cohesion of the national team will will almost by definition improve. Yeah. That's not to say you're not going to, you know, we're realistic again, you know, the, the real Fijian superstars, the Jutas, the, the, the Matas, the, the, those kind, they're brilliant, brilliant, brilliant players, mm. right? And, 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 and there'll always be a number of Fijians uh, playing in those, in the, in the, well, particularly the French and the Japanese, the two highest paying leagues in the world. Mm. But I do think over time, if we get this right, there will be a significant proportion of the national team playing, playing for the Drua. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a pretty fair goal, isn't it? Like it's. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's I mean, last year. I, I would be disappointed, and, and purely on merit. I mean, because they won't pick not on merit. No one's looking for a free lunch. Um, was it thirty-three men squads in the World Cup this year? I think it is, isn't it? Yep. If again, assuming everyone's fit, everyone's available, which is a big if. Um, I would think we will get at least twelve or thirteen Drua players in the squad. Yeah, right. Um, which, yeah, I, I don't think that's an unrealistic um, uh, number. Which which speaks for the the program that you're overseeing and and what Mick Byrne is trying trying to do and yeah, trying to absolutely. To I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I know it's terribly, terribly sort of um, what's the right word? It, it's 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 very sort of um, uh, au courant to say you know oh we're a purpose driven project yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I sort of go oh yeah <laughs> but, re but, but realistically, Mark, that's that's exactly what Australia but, and New Zealand use this rugby for to to build their exactly It is exactly what it is. It is a yeah. purpose driven project. It's a purpose in terms of. For the support base to have a team to follow on the island, you know. I mean, the thing I always find extraordinary is that you know they're bonkers about the sevens team. They're incredibly supportive, but they never play on the island. No, never ever. Yeah, never yeah, ever. You know, that's Drew true. and I play six or seven times a year. You know, um, the client for Jews at the moment. We hope it'll get more as as things change with maybe APAC and and eventually possibly the rugby championship. Um, you know. You see the national team twice, yeah. Probably in July, or maybe only once. You know, yeah, so it's so lucky. it's a project for the fan base. It's a project for the players and pathways. It's a project for staff, so we have opportunities for Fijian both front office and high performance. You know, the whole thing is. I have to be careful. I don't sound too messianic about it, but the whole thing is. You know, it's trying to be a sort of coherent model to address 
not all, that's unrealistic, but to address a significant number of issues that everyone involved in this sport has known have existed for a long, long time. Yeah. And I think this is the best shot we've had at giving it a real good, giving it a real red hot go, frankly, and, 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 and making some strides. And I think the same with Moana. I think, if I may, I think it's probably a little bit more difficult for them, if I'm honest. I think I think it's I think it's I think they of the two. I'm not saying this one's easy, but I think it's it's easier for a whole host of, of, of other yeah. sort of things, which you can't do much about. It just is. Rugby on the raw. Mark, you've had experience in sport all around the world. You've worked with Saracens. You work with Harlequins. You've mentioned your time at the Melbourne Storm. Um, you were over in Perth running Global Rapid Rugby in the Western Force for, for a while. What drew mm. you to the, to the Fijian draw job? Just what we talked about, really. I, yeah. I, I, I sort of, in my head, I sort of gone, you know, I've done four, is it, or five, I lose track, really. Uh, and um, I think, I, I, do I want to do another one? I'm not sure I did, really. And I was quite happy. I was doing quite a bit of work for World Rugby. I was doing some work in Georgia and Romania and one or two other places. I was even dipping. I did a, a very short, sharp piece of work in Wales, where I'm from, uh, just before I came to Fiji, which, yeah, well, I, I, in a way, I could wish I could have stayed a bit longer, but there you go. Um, <laughs> might have turned out slightly differently. I don't know. Um, going on there but, at the moment, isn't there? Oh, yeah, very, very difficult. I, no, all joking <laughs> no, aside, won't. very, very... There's, yeah. there's some major structural issues yeah. in that rugby nation uh, where I'm from. Uh, but I've been banging on, as I do, for a long, long time about how the way the sport had a largely... I don't want to say exploited, because I don't think it was as... Um, had... I don't think it was as um, as thoughtful, thought through as that. It was, but we we'd never really had a coordinated go at trying to fix, or at least at least mitigate some of the issues yeah. that we all knew existed. Right? I mean, yeah. I'd heard it for years. Oh, you you can't put a team on the island. There's not enough money. You know, the yeah. economics are against it. The state. The stadiums don't work. How are you going to broadcast? And and I never really quite believed it, although I didn't know an awful lot about it either. Um, and fair credit, credit where credit is due. Credit to, you know, a combination of World Rugby, New Zealand Rugby Union, DFAT government out of Australia, yeah. the Fijian government, the FRU, et cetera, et cetera. You know, finally... You've got most of the stakeholders, again, horrible word I hate, but, you know, what else you can say? <laughs> uh, another load of, you've got most of the stakeholders pointing in the same direction. Yeah. You know, you can do a lot, even in difficult markets, if everybody's aligned. Yeah. I mean, if you want a problem, what's the major problem in Wales? It's, if I could sum it up in a sentence, they're not aligned. Yes, so, yeah, that's a it's, that's a terribly short sentence to describe uh, an awful lot of issues, right? But most of them come down mm. to a lack of alignment between the constituent parts. Mm. And I had always felt that if you could get the major stakeholders in Pacifica Rugby pointing in the same direction, 
uh, that that there was a chance you could break the mold. Mm. And so when somebody brings you up and says, would you fancy putting your name for for this? <laughs> you think, uh, ah, yeah. Yeah. shit. I'm going to have to say yes, aren't I? <laughs> because uh, otherwise, you, you know, you look at him, yeah. you, you feel yourself, you feel, well, I was just, you know, I was just a talking head, wasn't I? I didn't, you know, <laughs> I had the opportunity of, uh, uh, to at least be a, a contender to, to have a real go at this and to lead it. Uh, and you turned it, you say, oh, no, I don't really fancy it. Well, yeah. you know, it's just not, just, it's on you. I, wouldn't have felt, I wouldn't have felt comfortable with it. And then when I got offered it, I was still a little bit, you know, because, you know, it's a long way and I, I found I was quite happy at, you know, doing what I was doing and uh, all my family are there and and, 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 and uh, although my wife is arriving in Fiji this week, which is great. Um, but um, I just... I, I, so I came over, I'd never been to Fiji, so I came over for three days and, and, and came over for three days, I did. I threw for three days, went back, uh, to have a look, see what it was like. Um, and then I saw some of those videos they did uh, at last year's games at Suva and Latoka yeah. against the Chiefs and the uh, the Highlanders. Yeah. And I just went, well, just oh, yeah. got to go, haven't you? Just, just got to go. <laughs> you were, why yeah. you just got to give it a crack yeah what are you, what are you yeah. liking the most about the life in fiji i mean food what's really I find, I've got a couple of things i, I mean uh, i love the fact that everybody follows the game yeah. i mean i've never been anywhere 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 where the level of sort of engagement of the people whether they're itokai or Indo-Fijian, male, female, young, old, they all love it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are some Fijians who don't, but I haven't met any yet. Um, <laughs> so I find I find given some given that I'm someone who is, you know, obsessed with the game and have been since I was about six, and has been deeply frustrated at times in other territories that we simply have not I come back to this alignment thing. We are we are rugby's brilliant at having a row in a you know a bit within itself. I mean unparalleled I think yeah. really. And uh, Fiji's been pretty so, good at it traditionally. And and Fiji, don't get me wrong, I'm not if Fiji <laughs> is not a walk in the park by yeah. any means, right? Yeah. But you are you are able to do things here because people are so passionate about it. I mean, you're going to look at the growth of the women's game here. It's been yeah. phenomenal, you know, yeah. and the resources are very, very patchy and the facilities are very, very patchy, you know, and, you know, we've got issues around coaching and all the rest of it, right? But at the end of the day, it's great to work and live in a country yeah. where your passion is shared by nearly everybody. Yeah. That's the first yeah. thing. The second thing I found really, I really enjoy about it is um, I do like, I, I do find uh, that, that the culture and the, and the, and, uh, and the history of the place really, uh, really fascinating. So yeah, I mean right. I think that the whole um, 
the whole sort of um, land issue, the whole thing about the sort of the um, the political situation. Um, yeah, the, the, there's the whole development agenda. I, I, I find all of that, not that I know much about it, and I don't have much time, nor do I, should I as a, a foreigner, sort of get too involved, but I do find it incredibly interesting. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, there's a lot more to Fiji than lying on a beach in yeah, general. Right. Let's put it that way. How, not how that much? We want to, not that we want to discourage people doing that. We're very <laughs> no, keen. Of course. Right? Of course. But there's a lot how, more to it than that. How much of the island have you been able to explore? Because you, you got over uh, there before the end of last year. How much have you actually seen of Fiji? I, yeah, I went over in mid-October and I went home for a Christmas New Year. So I, I suppose I've been here about four months. Or into, so I'm here till you know, the end of June. And um, Yeah, fair bit. I mean, you know, yeah. I haven't been off. I mean, it's a pretty full-on job. Um and at this time now is a lot of traveling, obviously, because I'm going to go to most of the games first of all you, to basically build up relationships and, and also to get a feel. I've never, I've never worked this competition before, and then and they've all got all the all the different competitions have got their own sort of warp and sort of the, and rhythm that you yeah. that you need to sort of start to to get a grasp of. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't been out. I've been around a lot on the main island. I haven't been out to uh, slow down to get and go to Tuba a lot, and uh, uh, and a little bit in the interior. Although I'm hoping to do more of that in the in in the uh, in the off season because it's um, you know that looks fascinating um, yeah, and, uh, and different again. So yeah, I'm a, a, a fair bit. I before the season full started, I sort of did a fair bit of. At weekends, out and about, sort of trying to find where things were, and um, yeah, it's it's it's. Um, I'm not much of one for lying on a beach, really. I got to be honest. <laughs> how much? Um, how many? How many home games would would the average fan uh, in the islands get to? Like, is the we don't we don't we don't know actually, Brett. That's that's yeah, right. the thing. They're, they're one of the interesting. I was saying to somebody the other day. I I've spent. Uh, you know, because I've done a fair number of you know, coaching and uh, uh, administrating and ticketing is one of my things, you know, yeah. creating and events. You're, and you're used to members all that and kind of, all that kind of stuff. All that sort of thing, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, and I've, I've worked, you know, in, I've, I've had a fair degree of experience. None of it is helpful uh, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, because, because, because there's no data yet. Um, you know, we've just introduced the first online ticketing system. Um, we've actually started to put more numbered seating into the venues so that, uh, you know, which sounds obvious, but yeah, there was very but, little. Um, uh, so I, I think, again, it's the startup. By, you know, we don't know, for example, we will soon. We don't know when we play in Latoka, how many people come from Latoka and Nandi and how many people come from Suba. Yeah. And vice versa. When we play in Suva, how many people come from Nasori and Suva and all around the Coral Coast? Yeah. But do they go? Where do they go from Sigatoka? So, you know, that normally you'd have piles and piles of data to go out, you and you do, that, yeah. you do you do even your, even the most basic stuff. You know, your heat maps and the real sort of, and you and and you you sort of you play around with pricing and that. But they, the, the stadiums, the way they're configured, make that quite tricky. Um, and you can't, quite open, you, isn't 
yeah, well, you can't configure a brass band. You know, it's like playing a manly every week. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it you, you can't do that. So yeah. Yeah, all that stuff I've learned over the years, yeah, total waste of time. Don't know why I bother with that, really. No, it, <laughs> look, but it, in, in all seriousness, there's a whole load of stuff to learn and to see what works in this market from a sponsorship point of view, from a ticketing point of view, from a marketing point of view. And the answer is, at the moment, we don't really know. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're learning as we go along, and we'll probably make a few mistakes. We'll probably make some mistakes in the playing department true, as yeah. well. But the important thing will be that we don't overreact to them and then we don't, and then we don't repeat them. But mm. anyone who says, you know, how many people will there be on Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, if I was doing this in London, I could tell you to within, you know, by now I'd look at the trend line. Oh, yeah, we'll be between X and Y, and it would be about a 700 differential between the two yeah. numbers. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think we should predict, <laughs> like right now. I think, we should, I think we should take a stab. I'm going to say that we... I reckon there'll be fifteen thousand people. I reckon the, the ground will only only legitimately well, well, be fifteen. If we get if we get fifteen thousand people at the top, we get a problem because it only holds thirteen two. That's what I thought. But yeah, I, I take your point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go thirteen three. That's no, no. my prediction. <laughs> right. Well, you've got to you've you, you, got to count the boys in the mango trees, but they're not paying, so uh, they're, they're not on my they're not on my yeah. database. Speaking of Mark, do you see kids running around with the jersey on? Is that that's also yeah. a design, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Oh no, that that look. Um, the love of the Drua is is really quite significant. The the yeah. you know, we were the biggest selling jersey last year in Super Rugby. Um, you do see lots and lots of people wandering around with Drua, Drua gear. There, there's loads of Drua stuff being sold at Jack's and, and other outlets. It, you know, it, yeah, look, they, I don't think that the, 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 the thing, Paul, and we don't know is, you know, it's an income thing it's, to a degree. How, how, how many games can fit? A lot of people, a lot of fans have not got a lot of disposable income. You, you know, you could have. Yes. yes. Got, and, and again, <clears throat> how many games can it support? Who knows? But what I do know is it's not because they don't love the game or love the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are, They are, in my view, the world's best fans. Yeah. But there's an economic reality for many. You know, some a lot, quite a significant number of people on the islands are, you know, they're, they're pretty poor. Yeah. You know, and, and <clears throat> you know, we got, we got tickets from 20 bucks, but for some people, that's 20 for Gia, that is, not Australian. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but for some Fijians, that's that's a lot. Yeah, we've got to be mindful of that. But then we've got to generate revenue to keep the franchise going because we haven't got a sugar daddy or an owner behind. You know, we haven't got a sort of a, a rich owner behind us. So, mm. um, or left this. You know, so so it, there's a balance there as well. And again, mm. it's just different. It's just, yeah. it's different. It's different. And and I suppose that's what makes it mm. such an interesting gig. I'm not at all surprised that the that the Drua jersey was the biggest selling last year because if you look on the official All Blacks website and you look on the official Wallabies website, you can't buy New Zealand gear on the Australian website and you can't buy Australian gear on the on the, on the New Zealand website, but you can buy Drua jerseys on both of them. So well, that's I'm good not to surprised hear. at all. I'm not that's surprised. good to hear. What are you What are you looking forward to most this weekend in in La Toca, the first um, first home game? Of the year? I'm 
Well, I, I'm just looking forward to, uh, I think, mo like most of us, you know, we've been, uh, we went to Brisbane for a trial, we went to Auckland for game one, we went to Melbourne for game three. It'll just be nice to be home. Yeah. Um, I think I know the boys will, they love playing in front of their families and yeah. people from their villages. And that, that's, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, I think from the staff point of view, we just want to see how we go and what works and what doesn't in the front office. And I think from the playing department, you know, they're a big challenge, aren't they? They're the most consistent team. They've been the best team for goodness knows how long, you know, I, I know they don't win every year, but they win more they often win than they years. do, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, and also, you know, uh, it's just, there's loads and loads of Crusaders fans in Fiji. That's, and yeah, there, will be, there will be Fijians. There will be. There will be Fijians in the crowd, although less and less, I do feel. Mm -hmm. But there will be Fijians in the crowd who will support the Crusaders because that's been mm -hmm. their super rugby team because they didn't yeah. have one of their own. Yeah. And... You know, we're saying, well, that's okay. They can be your second team, but you support them everywhere, just just not when they play the Drua. You know, that's, that's... <laughs> you do a you do a roaring trade in half and half jerseys this weekend if you we'll want. Try, to. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, not a bad idea. That <laughs> look, Mark, it's been it's been a fascinating chat to to just to try and get a little bit of insight into the challenges of professional rugby week in week out in Fiji. It's um it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on. I really really thank you for. Putting, putting Not at all. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. Um, you know, you want to do it again halfway through or whatever, I'd be happy to. Yeah, right. that'd be fantastic. Look, thanks very much, Mark. We really appreciate it. No worries. Great. Take care, Great guys. Chat. Cheers. Bye. The Roar. Harry, fantastic to have Mark Evans' insights. He's um, He's been, he's administered professional rugby everywhere around the world. And to hear him say that, None of that counts when you're working in Fiji is just fascinating. I love that. I was glad to hear it. I think people can come yeah. in with pre preconceived notions uh, in the islands, especially, or any place like that, and try to fit your template. I think he's uh, mm. a humble leader who is genuinely curious, and it sounds like he's in love with the job. So it's great. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, we sort of touched on on the on the Super Round in, in Melbourne. There was some cracking games last last week last weekend. Like Blues Brumbies was, I think there was an expectation that that might be match of the round and it lived up to it. Like the the Brumbies still conceded, I would say, a dozen too many turnovers, and they still missed three or four lineouts in the second half alone. But to hold out to hold the Blues to nothing after half time, not many teams have done that in twenty five years. Yeah, the Brumbies have this thing that I always see in a really good team, which is they have uh, layers of defense. So you, yeah. a break that a break does not necessarily work against a really good team because they yeah. they can they can come back, they can uh, retreat uh, uh, strategically, and yeah. you look at that and you see how many layers you have to get through, and they still did, by the way, because the Blues mm. are an amazing scoring team, but. On the ones that were that failed, I mean, the, the final 20, 30 minutes, I felt like the Blues were about to crack them, and yeah. the Brumbies didn't break. It, and it, it, it wasn't until I reckon about the seventy eighth or seventy ninth minute that I thought they're actually going to win this. I, I, I yeah. that's I didn't think it would happen. Yeah, and I know we everyone talks about the Brumbies mall, but it's actually interesting how the their mall is able to form in a variety of ways. So it's not just some mm. boring mall like I don't like the mall obstruction. It's actually if you look at it and you actually study it and think about it differently, it's a beautiful thing. 
because the Brummies are able to set them all in different ways. And so there's disguise and sometimes they can do a faint or a fake. Um, I would encourage all rugby fans who are moaning about malls, like really watch that. It's an interesting part of the game. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. There's there's a lot to it. I, I was thinking midway through the second half, oh, I haven't seen much of Rory Scott, the young the young flanker. Um, and usually usually he's sort of, he's there, thereabouts. But I was just thinking I hadn't seen much of him. And then I flicked through the numbers on Sunday night as I sat down to start thinking about what to write. He made 20 plus tackles. Wow. So even when you think you haven't seen him, he's there in the thick of it. And that's that's a great sign of it in a young team. Uh, Hurricanes Rebels on Friday night was a ripping game in the end. They, they, like, uh, Artie Savia things aside, and I should add that right at this point where we're recording Monday night Australian time, there's been no uh, verdict or anything like that come back from his foul play review panel. So that's either still happening or hasn't been released yet or anything like that. So that's the acknowledgement that it's going on. But it was just a, a gripping contest that sort of, it got testy there at halftime, and 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 I reckon the Rebels came came out firing on that. They they were the ones ready to play in the second half, and they came back and they they pushed the Hurricanes. And I don't know, a couple of late little decisions in the last four or five minutes, and they they win that, but quite likely. Yeah, it was. Inter- I thought it was an interesting match to watch. You know, Kevin yeah. Foot and Jeff Jeff Parling has they have their boys doing uh, yeah. deeper. They're going deeper in the phases, which was good to see. Yeah. Um, and I there's a different was... shape to their attack as well, which is absolutely Correct. Tim Sampson having his yeah. fingers in there. Almost like an inverted diamond where they're like coming in, coming yeah. in, yep. coming in, and then they go wide. I do think that's interesting to watch. I, 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 they just lack one little tiny piece. I know we say this for the Rebels yeah. all the time, but that one little final piece uh, yeah. of how to win, how to win yeah. a close match. You know. winning's, winning's a habit. So round three this weekend um, starts with... The Chiefs and Highlanders in, in Hamilton on Friday evening. That's followed by the Rebels and the Waratahs in Melbourne, which suddenly shapes as a fascinating contest. On Saturday, we have the, the Drua and Crusaders in Lautoka Saturday afternoon. That's followed by Hurricanes Blues in Wellington. Brumbies Reds in Canberra will be a great game that I can't wait to get to live. And then the Force Moana Pacifica Saturday night, uh, late game over in Perth, rounds it all out. There's... I mean, there's some good little games there, isn't there? I mean, recently, Reds-Brumbies has been spicy, so hopefully yeah. that's going to continue and, being spicy, yeah. And like a handful of points has separated them over the last couple of years. Like this maybe been one blowout in the last four or five games. So that, yeah, That's a barometer see. match, and you'd think that Eddie Jones would be there taking, um, you know, Can giant so. notes. Yeah. But in a big, big Sharpie, like massive, yeah. making With sure his- the camera could... With really his well. with his big whiteboard, he would just be writing one name on a whiteboard and then rubbing it out, like pointing to it. Have you got this one? And then rubbing it out, like, writing the next name. Like, like during the match, like if someone does something yeah. bad, he and he actually erases their name. I'm sorry, Harry Wilson. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it would just be like Eddie, like a reality <laughs> TV show. Imagine that, <laughs> Nick White. And then, no, sorry, Ryan right. Bloody- <laughs> oh, that'd be something. Live selection panel. That's what we want with Eddie Jones. Um, Six Nations round four uh, is is got some interesting contests again. Italy, Wales in Rome, England, France. Uh, it at Twickers. 
uh, Scotland Island and, and Murrayfield. Um, watching all three of those, or are you picking and choosing a little bit? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I'm not that into the wooden spoon one, but it's kind of a morbid, like train crash kind of interest in Wales, Italy. <laughs> but I would say so. We have a, an actual preview of a World Cup, which is not too far from now. We have uh, Ireland, Scotland, a pool match where yep. it's do or do or die, obviously, for both. I don't think either one could afford to drop it. And then and then wait on other results. So you would think that's an interesting preview. Like, how much does Ireland yeah. hold back? How much does Gregor think? I really have to tell my show my boys we can beat Ireland. So that's one thing. Uh, the French don't win in London. Like it's been a long yeah. time. Yeah, true. Throw everything out true. the window on on the form. That is a place. That's a graveyard for French ambitions. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Certainly, uh, URC um, is still ticking along. That Leinster set set play try from five meters out, and they go short tap goes through all the forwards' hands. Open side flanker scores next to the upright. Like if you haven't seen it, look it up yeah. on social media. It's just a, a great piece of set play from the forwards. Like I think of all the tactical shifts that have happened in, the, in probably two seasons, I think the tap and go variations are yeah. the most exciting. Yeah. Which brilliant. is great. I've, I'm, I'm absolutely here for that. I've got all the time in the world for that. It's, it's, it's really, really good. News-wise, my funny things happened last last Tuesday. New Zealand Rugby announced that their coaching selection process for 2024 would kick off and that it would be decided in about four to six weeks. Hours later, Ian Foster says, I'm not going to be applying for it. <laughs> Completely blowing up the whole thing. Just turned into a shambles a bigger shambles than it already was immediately. And so now the NZR is going to be in a situation where they have to back the guy they've openly decided isn't the guy for the future, but he now has to win a World Cup and then they're not going to renew him. I think maybe Ian Foster was tired of being a piñata. So he said, hey, yeah, I'm taking control of my own destiny. Yeah, I'm, out there, I'm yeah. taking hold of the stick here. Yeah, exactly right. Right. <laughs> uh, Really interesting little little dynamic coming out of um, out of Japan as well over the weekend. Um, Rich Freeman up in Japan uh, made mention of this is where I first saw it. It was been reported that the Hino Red Dolphins um, have cancelled all the remaining games they were scheduled to play this Japan League One season, following a magazine report that a, a group of players had damaged a bar uh, back in November. There's all sorts of implications around promotion relegation and, and that's still to be decided decided yet but then it also emerges emerges that rory arnold is there with the red dolphins and he's now elected to not come back to australia and, and try and fight for his place in a world cup squad he's going to try and do it by training in japan mm. i mean good luck with that and it's hard to do that with a lock play. I also want to point out that Ari Savea was not there at the bar destruction. He was <laughs> there was no, an alibi. Yeah, there were no threats. Yeah, yeah. So look, really interesting to see how that plays out for the for the League One in Japan and for Rory Arnold. That's a that seems like a bold move, just so that you can be paid out in full. So we'll see how that plays. Um, and as I say, at this point in time, there's been no news on Ari Savea, but almost certainly, as day follows night between the point where we hit stop on the recording and you hit play to, to, to listen to this, it'll have been decided. So we tried. We can't do any more than that. 
And on that note, mate, I reckon that's us done for episode 52 of the Raw Rugby Podcast. Don't forget, Harry and I are both on the socials. And thanks so much to everyone who's leaving ratings and reviews and things in the last week. It does all help with the listings and the algorithms and all that sort of stuff. It keeps the boffins off our back. So please do so if your platform platform, uh, allows it. And we will read them out, as we have done consistently over, over the last year or so. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on your pod platform of choice as well. And that will ensure that every episode drops as it goes live. It's the Raw Rugby Podcast with me, Brett McKay and Harry Jones, every week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, home of all your favourite rugby analysis, opinions and conversations. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Cheers to Hugh Tyndall, best fan sledger, always on Twitter, and come play with us.